Welcome to Into the Fire. I'm Duncan. And I'm Kate. And we're here to talk about life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join the conversation. Welcome back, everyone, and um, welcome to the series that I'm interviewing women um, from around the world with amazing stories and testimonies. And today we've got our very own Kathy Harris from Toronto, Canada. Uh, you are so welcome, Kathy. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Kate. I've been listening to the podcasts that you and Duncan have been doing, and I just love them. They're all different, and you meet just amazing people. Oh, well, today you're one of our amazing guests. And for those of um, our listeners that don't know, Kathy Harris and her husband, Gord, have been leading our school of ministry for, remind me how many years? Many years. Many, many years. years. But yeah. all to say, when we arrived in Toronto 21 years ago, you were one of the first families that kind of embraced us as a family. And you had young children to two children, Matthew and Megan, we had our little girls and Jess, our oldest and Megan, you know, they've been great friends over the years. And we were on the same team with John and Carol for, for the time that we were there for eight years and we've continued to be on the team. And what I love particularly is that, you know, those that John and Carol embraced and for those of us that were willing to go on that journey of laying down our lives for Jesus and for the vision and for the revival we've we now can look back and like well, where did two decades go of our life we've we've given ourselves to the gospel and the kingdom and you know just the, this revival that we love the holy spirit the father's love and, you know, you and God have been a steward of the School of Ministry in Toronto at Catch the Fire. And over the years, you've seen students come and just get radically transformed in the encountering the Father's love, encountering Jesus, encountering the Holy Spirit. And, you know, now, with some of them 10, 15 years on from graduating, we're beginning to see a whole upswell of, of couples and individuals saying, Kathy, I want to be a church planter now. Yes. I want to come and help you. And you also carry the hat of director of the church planting school. Um, and many of our listeners know that Duncan and I are very passionate about church planting. <laughs> So we're we're so glad and honored that we've got you to just to find out more about you and your story, Kathy. Oh my goodness. So exciting. You have my my excited juices flowing already. Um it's always it's always funny how the Lord works because when I um you know, Gordon and I became Christians and right away went to Bible school. I don't know. I don't even know if you know I was the only woman to ever graduate from that Bible school. No way. 
Yeah, it was in the southern United States, wow. and it was a school for men, not not for women. But they took pity on me because we were just married, and uh, we didn't obviously have children, and I couldn't work in the U.S. So they said, "Why don't you come?" Wow. And so to date, I'm I'm the only woman that graduated from from that school. Wow, that's yeah. actually an honor now. When you think that you pioneered the way, and obviously we would never even imagine that you would be the only woman. In this day and age, I know, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? But uh, but that was the sort of theological stream, uh, yes, uh, that I was part of. So wow. coming to catch the fire, of course, opened that and was a bit terrifying at the beginning. But yes. I'm so thankful for John and Carol who have really paved a away um, beautifully mm-hmm. um, for the rest of us girls. Yes, absolutely. Um, but you know, I, I, we, we were employed at our first church after we'd been Christians for not quite two years. We were the associate pastors. We'd never been to church outside of Bible school yet, so it was a big, big learning curve. And mm. but you know, even then, I remember Gordon and I talking about planning a church. We should plan a church, and we would gather our friends and you know, and talk about it. And we actually tried a few times to um, plan a church and we just it just never went it just never it never came together it never felt like it had God's go and what I think all along is God's plan for me and for Gordon was to raise up the church planters I think even when we look back on our prophetic words it's always Mm. church planting church planting but I think God is like you I've put you in the in the right place to to you know, you could multiply yourselves maybe a hundred times over here, but you could multiply yourself and 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 that church planting mission yes. tens of thousands of times. So yes. I've I've really come to you know um to come to that realization. And for years, Kate, I made pitches, as you know I do. I made pitches <laughs> to John. Here's a plan yes. and train like this and you know, pitch, pitch, and um, and sort of let it go. And it was interesting in a healing week. So, guys, if you haven't done a healing week, I highly recommend it. But one of, in one of my healing weeks, uh, Betsy and Chester said to me, we feel like there's something that you've given up. Wow. I don't even think you know this part of wow. the story. but No, uh, tell us. I think there's something that you've given up. And right away, the Holy Spirit was church planting. You've given up that dream to train and mm-hmm. disciple and mentor. Uh, and so I obviously um, dealt with that. And I think within the month, you and Duncan invited me to do a formal role of um, church planting and training. And I just, it was like the whole thing just opened up. And wow, it's my passion. You know, I'm very passionate. I'm passionate to you know, launch church planters. I'm, I'm passionate to launch healthy church planters and make sure they're well when you guys yes. are all out there kind of in the trenches. And yeah. so it's, it's deeply in my heart. Wow, Kathy, that, that's fascinating. I didn't know that part about the healing, but isn't it so often the way that when we surrender and actually let go of trying to make God's yeah. plan happen for our life, yes. that yes. he, you know, the principle of allowing the seed to go in the ground and die, you know, yeah. the principle of putting our lives on the off altar as a daily sacrifice is so yeah. profound. And we sometimes forget 
that it's actually a key to success because at that point then when we give it back to God he's the one that can resurrect that dream and um you know you have pioneered the way and I, I you know your tenacity has been there with you've as you said, you always had a pitch, you had a plan for training and gathering church planters. And because Duncan and I ourselves had a call into church plant, we were like, yes, yes, we need to do it. But in that journey, the timing had to be the right time. And um, so I think it's amazing. You give it back to God and he just knows the timing of all things. And uh, But we are so incredibly grateful And, you know, this might be a dynamic that people don't understand when we've been part of John and Carol's team. John and Carol are the kind of leaders that modeled for us a a can-do mentality. You know, if God puts a dream in your heart, then we want to listen and we want to make room. And we've all been able to grow up with that expansive thinking and heart's before yes. the Lord that says, this is who what I can bring to the team. This is what I can bring to be an expression of God's goodness and this revival to another generation. Yes. So you have been constantly innovating through the school, through the outreaches, through the church planting Coffee school, shop. all of it. Coffee shop. Coffee shop. <laughs> Kathy, tell us, you know, because yeah. you're a woman who leads with conviction. I have to say you are still as passionate about your life and the ministry that God has given you. Yeah. You know, we get to do this. We get to have a life that we actually love. And you yes. have not lost, lost your passion, even though you're about the same age as me. Yeah. You continue Tell us, how do you stay fresh and like just full of passion? What are the keys for you, Cassie? Because I'm sure other women would love to hear this. Yeah, it's a great question. I think, um, oh boy, what's key? I think hearing from the Lord for me is key. So when he puts something in me, I mean, I I am a first language shaper. So I do love a, you know, a, a fresh plan, I think. I think what you touched on was John and Carol's sort of very liberating run with it has has just really kept me inspired. Because mm-hmm. if you said to me, you have to do the school ministry, even if you said you get to do the school ministry, but this is the box and never yes. move out of that box, I would, I, I might sort of crink up and die. Yes. But the But yes. the fact that it can you know, we can still keep hearing God, we can still keep developing, I actually have something burning in my heart right now, which maybe this isn't the time to talk about it. But <laughs> Ooh, my ears are pricked. I can see and um, I think it's important that we're always, um, I remember Stuart Allen always say that that John had taught, you know, keep the main thing, the main thing. So I think it's important that we don't get too distracted. Um but for sure, innovating and creating it, it brings me a lot of life. And people bring me life and watching people be transformed, watching people. It may, it may sound a bit cliche to you listeners if you've heard this over and over, but, but watching people encounter God and be encountered mm. by the Father is, it could 
it could just it moves me every single time yeah. and there's yeah. a you know there's a girl in the school right now who um without going into detail she had a bit of a tumultuous last school and she's re-come back to the school hmm. and Kate you wouldn't well you would believe it because you've seen so much but she came this time and she said I didn't come for friends this time I came for God wow and I know God and she has had the most off the charts wow. encounters with God where she's so overcome by the Holy Spirit and mm. and 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 actually learning to minister out of that. And it, I mean her parents are 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 just like, I oh my goodness, this is a girl. And God has saved her. He has saved her on a completely different level, I would say, than her initial kind oh. of I give my life to Jesus. So who could not be inspired by that? Oh gosh, you, you you're so right. I mean we were just ministering recently and just seeing people, young and old, having touches and encounters with the Father is just, it's like, this is my life. This is the joy of, of the kingdom that we get to experience right now, that we're yeah. actually living in a day and age where the Holy Spirit is falling in so much power, even yeah. online, Yes, that people are being transformed. It's like it. There's been oh. a quickening, um. But what we've seen, Kathy, is that you have kind of cultivated this place where students can come and give five months of their life to be in like a greenhouse, yeah. you know, where they're just poured into, where you you speak over them identity. But then you speak over them purpose. Yeah. And when I look back to your story that I've just found out about that you were the only woman. Yeah. You have been able to pioneer that for many girls. And you've actually really helped identify some young women and older women where there's been a call of God on their life to do great things. Yeah. And you have encouraged that and you've made a way for them just like Carol Arna did for you and I, that she yeah. gave us a place of opportunity where yeah. it wasn't rare to stand up as a woman and, and speak. She just yeah. saw the gift of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Kathy, I know you've raised up many women and men, singles and couples that, you know, you don't have to be married to be qualified for ministry. Yeah. Can you think of one or two stories of, I'm putting you on the spot now, but some yeah. women that you've, the Lord's brought to the school of ministry that you just, they come to your mind of, you know, stories of, of God really revealing who they are to you. Oh my goodness. There are so many. Let, let me pick um, let me pick maybe one or two people that we do actually already know. That so would I, be good. I think about I think about someone like Sarah Jackson, who yes. was Sarah Gowley. She had lovely parents, so she you know grew up, grew up in a lovely environment. But when she came, and I even remember that she when I when I she was already at the school when I came to the school, but she was the administrator. And, um, you know, Sarah loves to read and I don't know really what there wasn't much happening at that time 
maybe, but she used to read very slowly all the applications. You know, now we're a bit like, quick, yeah. we've got 30 minutes. <laughs> um, and she, and I remember sort of the thought was, that's a good slot for her. Um, but when when we took the school, of course, that was during the SARS crisis, where a lot of the staff, unfortunately, had to be let go because you couldn't bring anyone to Toronto. Uh, we asked her when we took the school to be the pastor with us. Mm. And that woman of God just blossomed. Wow. Now, it was probably her time. You know, I believe God is always always in the mix. But when I look at her now mm-hmm. and just think about the confidence and the authority mm-hmm. that that she stands in and speaks in, and what a shame it would have been if she just yeah. was left over here. And she and she said no to some things that God because she felt God asked her. So very intelligent woman, and she she turned down her place at university because yes. God asked her and um, he didn't ask her for something glamorous. He asked her for something. Actually, she started in the kitchen. Yes. Serving. serving but, food. but when I look at her, I just, I, my heart bursts. I just mm. think yes. you, have, you know, you know, look at you. I also look at, you know, one of my other heroes of the faith and I know she's very tightly in your heart too, is, is um, another uh, graduate of the school and her name is Maruna and she is on staff with us. And and there's, you know, sometimes when we sometimes and I, I've heard it as a maybe as a commentary or criticism of charismatic churches that you sort of present this, oh, the Holy Spirit and God is good and everything is perfect. Well, mm-hmm. we all know life has yeah. peaks and valleys, hill, hills and, and valleys. But I think what I'm passionate about is to raise up and produce women who can um not sustain those, but who can move through those and travel through those and still hold their relationship with God. And Maruna is one of my heroes. Mm. She's, she's had some mountains and she's, she's had some valleys and she is a tenacious, godly, feisty, intelligent woman that, um, you know, I'm holding on for 10 years. I, I, I'm just like, you keep going and, and I, you know, so just thinking about her and her life and how she has stuck with God, it, it gives me goosebumps and yes. a definite hero. Oh, so worth it. And, um, you know, your own daughter, Megan, he's yeah. she's a leader through and through and yeah. a leader in the marketplace, um, works for Air Canada, yeah. um, which yeah. is the airline. And, yeah. you know, she knows who she is and she she will tell you who she is. Yeah. <laughs> She's, and like our girls. Too. Yeah, like our girls, yes. like our girls, yes. too. You know, they they've yes. been raised um, in a place of security and freedom of expression as a female, which, you know, we had to fight for a, a yes. lot harder. Um, yes. But coming back to Sarah. Yes, Sarah, who now is married to Ben. Jackson, and they are on our global lead team overseeing the global communications, and they they lead on the executive team at Catch the Fire Toronto. Sarah, as a 18, 19-year-old, came, gave up her place at university and said yes to Jesus, whatever the cost was. And she was obviously called to the gospel of the kingdom. And yeah, you know, and it takes time, but to see that you have been there 
on that 20-year journey with her and see that transformation is inspiring. And I think, you know, you really are seen like a mother. You're a mother in the movement. You're a mother in Toronto. You're a natural mother. And, you know, we think, wow, that's a bit lofty. But really, you know, you have chosen to to lead uh, with courage. And I think so often, really, that's all it takes, actually, as a leader. Are you willing to lead a step ahead with courage and with conviction so that other women and and girls that might not know who they are don't know where they fit in the body of Christ I'm coming into a man's world but yeah. there's a place for them because you lead the way and you bring courage and you know yeah. whether you realize that or not you've done that for many Kathy and yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's amazing. I was thinking just as we were talking, because many women listening here, you know, may never have a stage or a public platform. And I, I remember in my first church on staff where women could only teach the children, that was that was the theology of the place. And I remember, there were some young women there, and they were very feisty, like, I want my daughter to you know, basically to see me on stage to know women can do something. And I, you know, it, I, I don't even know if I, my theology had room for the Holy Spirit at that time, but I'm sure it was the Holy Spirit because I just came back with this conviction. Megan will never have to wonder about that because mm. she will see me leading and, and loving mm. and, and, and following the call of God in the capacity mm-hmm. that I can. And I actually don't need to be on stage to do that. And I think exactly. it's really important mm-hmm. for all of you to hear you run with God in the place that he's put you and raise up your girls to, to, you know, be of course, godly, but feisty, you know, adventurers um, in the kingdom and you, you won't have any worries. Oh, that's so true. And I think that's the thing, you know, when we know our identity as daughters in the kingdom, we don't have to promote ourselves. No. You know, we don't have to push for a platform or an opportunity. You know, the Lord sees to it that he puts leaders in our life that that gently lead us to the degree that we're ready for. And yeah. if, if women that are listening, if you can be faithful in all that God's given you, yes. even for him to steward the dreams he will give you much. There's there's like, it's not a gradual much. It, he somehow, in his goodness, just wants us to trust him for our lives. We don't have to be militant feminists. We can just sit back and wait and know that he's making all things work out for our good. But in the faithfulness, he knows when yeah. the right time to promote us is. And yeah, I think right. it's interesting, just going back to your church planting school story that you were like, I'm being faithful. It's not the timing. I'm not being recognized. My gifts are not ready for this ministry. But then all of a sudden in that place of yieldness, the father says, okay, I can trust you now. I'm going to release it to you. And um, so I'd love to talk a little bit more about the church planting, but I just want to tell our listeners a really fun story. Yes. So we come down here 13 and a half years ago to start this church in um, 08, August 8. And 
we invite you and Gordon down to our first launch service at the end of September. And you say, okay, we're coming, get us working. So I remember you, Kathy, you were greeting on the door and saying hi to everyone. Welcome to Catch the Fire. Welcome to the church. And and there you were just there for the weekend. Um, It it was so profound that you were willing to come and support and put the amen of heaven behind your actions and come and bless us because I'm telling you, it was all hands on deck that day. Like, okay, we've got some other friends. They they came and did some greeting. We had other friends putting chairs out. And, you know, we had other people that came and led worship. And it was like, are we even going to make it happen? And I think, you know, um, the scripture, um, do not despise the day of small beginnings, is so important when it comes to church planting. Yeah. Because God loves his church, whether it's a tiny little church plant or whether it's a mega church and all everything in between. Yeah. So, Kathy, you know, obviously you love the local church. Yes. But there was something in your heart that witnessed to come in and helping us. Just tell your side of the story to that that weekend. Yes. Well, I mean, if I could go to every launch of every church plant, I would go. And I think I think particularly with you guys, you know, you're part of the family. And I just, I just think um, how wonderful to have more family members coming and and actually cheering you on for Mm. what you're doing. Because I imagine it can be quite lonely at first. It can Mm. be sort of like we're building everything and trying to gather and, and just how, so I, Warren and I were so excited. I mean, we not only had a wonderful weekend with you guys, but but yeah, it it I really value that stamp of what you're doing is important, mm-hmm. and I am here in any capacity really I can to to support you and to um, help build because you know how they say it takes a village to raise a family. Yes. Well, it takes a village to raise a church, and and you don't have to be local. So again, if you're listening and you think, oh, I'm not exactly called to plant that church. Maybe, um, maybe there's another capacity. I remember one, one season where the father said, I want you to invest financially into every single church plant. So maybe mm-hmm. that's only $50 or $100. Maybe if you have a lot of money, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of money. But for that season, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing it, but I'm going to invest financially um, into every single one. So uh, that was that was a beautiful time. It was and yeah. there's nothing like something new. I I do have to say I'm a bit of a you know I love new things yeah. and um, so it was just lovely to be there with you guys. Yeah, and, well and we share that joy. We felt your support and love, and I think that's the whole thing that you know we're seeing now that we have a global family as John and Carol kind of as the mum and dad of the revival kind of we came to to Toronto. And for many of us, we didn't stay there forever. The, the Lord launched no. us to different nations. And it feels and it felt like we were just leaving to expand the family. And I think that culture of expansion of the family is is just it's just growing now exponentially. We, you know, we're, we're planting churches all over the nations of the world. Yes. And, you know, we are in touch with um, many of our church planters here in the US in particular, but some in the UK and other nations and just cheering them on yes. and saying, 
we remember what it was like, but God is with you. Hold on to him. And, and you know, that support and feeling that there's help close at hand, because I think we've learned that there are things that you're going to face. They're going to be trials. And you mentioned something back there earlier was, you know, providing support and um, pouring into the leaders. And yeah. I think in the journey, we've realized, okay, there's there's some certain aspects that we can help to equip them with skills, but also heart knowledge um, transformation. Yeah. Kathy, can you share sort of a little bit about the the legs of the stool of of the church planting training that you offer? Yes. So the uh, the tur- the church planting training is really the the um, entryway if you've so you can enter from completely outside catch the fire you could actually go and plant Mm -hmm. uh non we have a we have a couple of brilliant graduates who are planting churches within their movement which i think is wonderful or you or you could plant um, a catch the fire church and so you could be a, a friend family member of catch the fire and come in through church planting or you could be brand new some people have just seen it on the website and said I always wanted to be trained. So the training, um, I'm going to say up front, is not a theological training. I think you always have to decide when you're training mm. um, where, you know, where is where is our time in training the most useful? And I think, especially with online now, you can take a theological degree online. Yes. You know, if you look around my house, I have a lot of books here that you could read about theology. So you you can get that, though we do want our pastors and church planters to be grounded, obviously, in theology. So that's an ongoing mm. um, thing on the side. Gordon and Jonathan right now are doing Unpacking the Bible, and they're releasing it as a podcast. Oh, cool. So I think that's going to be you know, great training to just learn how to um, unpack the Bible. But it takes years to become a theologian. So let's admit that most of us are not going to be no, the that's theologian. Right. Um, but we want to be educated. So it's an ongoing learning. So it's really practical. It's what we're trying to do is say, okay, in these 14 sessions, this will lead me from A to B of, of planting a church. And um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I did, Gordon and I did do Bible college. And, you know, we graduated and we had never prayed for one person. Whoa. I'm like, what were we doing? Well, we were learning theology. And so we were not learning. We learned how to do a wedding, how to do a funeral, but we never prayed for anything. We never dealt with anyone who had any difficulty in life or problems. So, so you decided to add that to the curriculum, I'm hoping. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So this is very practical. It's also really designed to put you in front of leaders. So there's going to be a live component to it where where you are put in front of the leaders so you can get some, mm. okay, I didn't understand that or I'm having difficulty. We have experts across the movement. So for example, you know, um, you have JT in Raleigh, you have Brian Stevenson in Ottawa, you have um, you know, some some of the great marketing or, or media guys in, in the UK, we're going to we're resourcing people. So if mm. somebody comes and says, I don't know how to get my what do you call it in the States, your your 501c3, your charitable status. Exactly. So yep. if, if you need help, it's like, oh, Murray is brilliant at that or JT. Mm. And so we're going to we're resourcing 
the family really, just yes. like you would do in your own natural family. Hey mom, how do I yes. cook that turkey? And um and there's once you once you begin that church planting, very quickly we're bringing you into the what I'm going to call the structure of Catch the Fire. So there's Leaders Alliance, which you can you can enter right away, which is just jam packed with mm. leadership and and yeah. and just the great 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 um, sort of developmental yeah. teaching. You're brought into the spheres, so the spheres are are across the world in Catch the Fire groups. You can define it better, but they're they're groups, they're huddles of connection, mm. yes. really connection mentoring growth and you know if i had to pick a favorite way to church plant i would say it's one of our and it's happening organically through our movement which always makes me so happy that a church would say i'm going to plant a campus i'm going to look out for you i'm going to raise you up i'm going to help if if anything goes wrong i'm there for you and then they get launched and i think what a Imagine if you guys had that. It would yes. have been so you know, oh, you had yeah. from a distance, but um I think and, and actually maybe that's it. Maybe you modeled that because Toronto was still very covering you and yes a, a resource to you. And I um, think I'm lovely to And we were on the phone with John and Carol quite regularly oh. in those earlier oh. days. It's like, help, what do we do now? Yes. And literally, yeah. literally I think our story of church planting really to encourage others is we just might be a little further down the track, basically. But yeah. we know the things that you're going to face. Leadership, yes. trying to choose your leadership, trying to find a venue, trying to know how you preach and, you know, just living with the changing reality of, of the season that you're in, um, in yes. that church. And, you know, we've all yes. had to deal with it this year with everybody going into lockdown and, and not being allowed to be in our buildings or meeting together. And, you know, it's been an incredible reset for the body of Christ. And yes. we've actually seen churches birth during lockdown. I know. Internet and church and growing. And so some of our church, we've had a couple of churches in the UK planted and now they're beginning to meet and they've got 50 to 70 people from the gate um, because it's it's amazing Kathy and I just feel like the Lord's been rattling our cages and and trying to take us out of the box of what we think we know to do and he's been surprising us and then we've got the church in Tampa Bay in Florida they've just had their launch in the last couple of weeks and they had 150 people and they started wow. at the beginning of lockdown. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So Isn't amazing. That? And I felt quite resistant, in, in, maybe if I had to pick a word, in myself about, um, obviously I use online a lot, but I, I, I would never have envisioned that. Mm. Oh, let's, let me build a church. I mean, your, your sister and brother-in-law, I'm just going to say they were ahead of their time yes. because about 10 years ago, they had that vision, and I just think they were they were a yes, bit ahead of their time. The online church, yeah, and even online school. I was sort of like, well, you know, the real experience. But if I if you could hear some of the testimonies of online, it would it just is wonderful. So God is God is using what we have in front of us. Absolutely, isn't he? and and we've made the most of what we've had, and we've yes. asked Him to come and fill the void. Yes. And so, yeah. you know, 
when people are going to be fully back together. And, you know, we've been back together, thankfully, for several months. And we've yeah. been able to say, you know, online is great. But the word says, do not forget right. to gather together. Do yes. not neglect gathering together. And there's a yeah. corporate anointing that the Holy Spirit wants to bring when we're actually in the same room rather than our own yeah. little room on the screen. And I yeah. know for many as they come back, there's going to be a glorious outpouring of the Holy Spirit just because, yeah. you know, the celebration again of being together in family and connecting, looking at people's faces, looking at their smiles. You know, we don't even have to wear masks now in our stores and you know and it's it's like a it's an incredible feeling yeah. of of glorious freedom um and yeah. i don't take it for granted because i know you you are still walking that out yeah but i think one, sorry you were going to say something oh i i was going to say one one thing i would like to put out to the listeners because i i do feel this is a critical time of you know, if you if you have been at home church for quite a while, um, it, it, people are going one way or the other. They're getting way more passionate for God or getting a bit apathetic. Yeah, and that's I, true. I think if you find yourself struggling with, you know, well, I've actually loved sitting out on my balcony watching church. Do I really want to now drive and, and make that effort? I feel it's a really important time to define what church is for and it it so sounds good. like an easy question but if you don't know in yourself that you personally bring something to the body of christ mm -hmm. when you meet with the body of christ you you will you will i yes. believe you'll lose something but i think you might lose your way a little bit in in what what the gathering of the church so it's kind of my challenge That's to so to, good to, to the listeners make sure you can define what is church for? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the local church with all its faults. Yes. You know, and leadership issues, because let's mm -hmm. face it, we're imperfect people yeah. who are leaders. And we know for the there for the grace of God, we go. Yes. And, you know, but somehow God loves his church. He wants to build his church. He wants to build it into what he wants it to be. But ultimately, he's preparing us as a bride to be pure and spotless and without wrinkle. Yeah. And anyone that loves going to the spa, like we do occasionally, mm -hmm. and when we have time, yes. it takes time to go through those treatments, right? Yeah. To, to get your skin lasered or, you know, to have yeah. a massage, to, to whatever. It takes time for the pure the spotless and without wrinkle process to happen in our lives. And there's nothing like being together with another person because we can just worship Jesus on our own. Yeah. And we can know the love of God for ourselves, but it's only really when we get together with others that we realize how imperfect we are and how yeah. triggered we feel or how challenged, you know, for those that are married, you know, <laughs> you know, and yeah. We're not quite perfect yet. Even, you know, Duncan and I have been married 30 years and there are some days yeah. we still irk each other. Yeah. And that's the same with the body of Christ. That's the same with the church. Yeah. That, but somehow yeah. God wants to manifest his love in such a way that the overflow is that we love one another. We, yeah. And we truly become what he's trying to create our church to be. Yes. 
So, you know, embracing change and having to innovate has been a challenge. Yeah. But Kathy, you know, you've you've been able to innovate and still keep your heart open to God. Like, what have you done to kind of just strengthen yourself and just keep going? And even some of those difficulties of having to lock the school down and whatever, tell us some of your keys that you've learned this year. Yeah. Um, I would say my top key is what I always describe as hitting the floor. So Mm. whenever we run into something, we take our whole team and we hit the floor. We either go in the prayer room or wow. we do it right in the school. And we just say, okay, Father, what is the plan? What is it that you mm. see? What? And, you know, it's so liberating. We had, for wow. example, a, one of those hit the floor times where we felt the Father say, you're doing some things that do not have my favor on them. And mm. I want you to cut them. And there were four things that were quite big. I mean, one wow. of them is our... We have tracks in the school where our vision was you would come in for five months and and maybe do a track in pastoring or in media design or something. And then you could, you know, do a placement and you could do an internship and it builds a resume, which I believe is one of the hardest things for an 18 year old to have is a resume. And we would produce our youth pastors out of that and our kids pastors. But you know what, Kate, it was not bearing the fruit that we wanted Um. and until the Lord said that, and it was a lot of work, as you yes. can imagine, you're organizing all these students and getting staff in to help and calling on you guys to mm-hmm. help. And as soon as we realized, we're like, oh my goodness, it's not, it's not bearing food. Boom, four things. We just, wow. we just got rid of immediately. And we felt so liberated and we felt like we were in God's plan and will mm-hmm. and what he plunked in there which he had already talked to us about about six months before was discipleship. And so now what Gordon primarily is doing is developing a discipleship to be able to say, um, this is how we disciple someone. Wow. And to take the students on a personal one-on-one journey. So it's quite time intensive journey of discipleship themselves where they deal with an upward component an inward component and an outward and Love I, you know what? That just makes me feel so passionate. And it makes me feel that we're we're doing we're in line with what God mm. wants in, in this current season. Oh, so wow, that's so powerful. Just just getting low and asking God for wisdom yeah. and just yeah. remembering that we're just helpless children relying on our father. Such that's a powerful right. key. Kathy, that's thank right. you so much for being with us today. How can people get hold of you? And then I just want you to pray for our listeners today. Oh, I would love to. Well, you can find me at Catch the Fire. You can find me on the website of the School of Ministry or under Church Planting. My email address, like you can guess most email addresses at Catch the Fire is kathy.harris at catchthefire.com. So please write to me, chat to me. Um, I'd love to hear from you. So let me pray for you. Um, and it's just been a pleasure to be here. Oh, with you today. so good. And hopefully you can join us in person <laughs> when you're ready. So good. So Father, thank you so much for every single listener who mm. is who is tuning in. Um, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter if it's in, in one day or 10 years, Father, I pray that there is a 
an anointing in this message that brings freedom and joy. And I just, I just speak to all of you listeners, whether you're, you're women or whether you're men trying to learn about your daughters or your wife or your, or your, or your mothers that, that you, that, that all of us will, will just have this passion to raise up it doesn't even have to be the next generation, for sure the next generation in confidence and godliness and truth. Yeah. And Father, I pray that that we look at each other with the eyes of, of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and we see each other for who we are and who we can come become, and we call it out. And, yeah. and, um, and I always remember Carol Arnott just coming behind one of her girls on stage and just putting her hand behind and saying, you know, don't forget the father is right here behind you. Mm -hmm. And men, I just, I pray that today as you're hearing this, that you step out with that. You can actually feel the hand of the father um, behind you saying, you go for it. I'm right here with you. In the wow. name of Jesus. Okay. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Kathy. And wow. thank you to all our listeners. I hope you've enjoyed today. Um, love profiling some of our friends in the ministry. And if you are interested in church planting, seriously, if if this conversation has sparked a desire, maybe you don't feel you've got much. But I tell you, when you know that you don't have much and you have to rely on a big Jesus then that's when he takes your life and he will put his treasure in you and release you into all that he's got. Catch the Fire is in a season where we're preparing for this global harvest of souls. Salvations are so easy. If you can speak to your friends about Jesus with confidence, that is what this is all about. The one-on-ones, bringing them into a revelation of who they are in Christ and in their Father you are ready to gather them in a small group, in a small house church, you know, just make it full of his presence. That's all you need to hear today. Whenever you gather, always invite Jesus to come and fill the room. And he will. He's so faithful. And he just takes our little lives and takes us on the greatest adventure. So if you are interested in knowing more, we want to help you. We want to help you with that journey of church planting and knowing your purpose in Christ Jesus. So thank you, everyone. And uh, we'll see you all again soon. Bye.